This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show! The American dream is under attack! Donald Trump continued his complaint that the polls are rigged against him after he misinterpreted a leaked email referring to the oversampling of Democrats. Meanwhile, Chris Christie misinterpreted oversampling, housed 16 Kirkland Farmer sausages, and was escorted out of a Costco. Yesterday was Hillary Clinton's 69th birthday. Bill marked the occasion by begrudgingly giving her one innuendo-filled wink. According to a new poll, 72% of Trump's supporters say that America turned for the worse after the 1950s. The remaining 27% say it turned for the worse in 1865. All this and more on the Koch brothers' glaring absence from the election special. It's, it's the, the Koch brothers' glaring absence from the election special. It's the glaring absence from the election special with the Koch brothers. Welcome to the Koch brothers' glaring absence from the election special. Weekly hot takes and cold realities from the writers of the Koch brothers' mystery show to help you prepare for our fiery national death on November 8th. A leaked email revealed that Hillary Clinton's campaign considered having her tell a Yo Mama joke at a stop in Birmingham, Alabama. The campaign event was delayed after Birmingham was hit by a 6.2 earthquake caused by Yo Mama's morning walk! Oh, yeah. A new fad has emerged in South Korea where people pay to have their funeral simulated. It's based off a similar North Korean fad where people have a funeral. Oh, hello there, sheeple. Enjoying your precious little gossamer democracy? Well, too bad, because we're about to take your so-called society and throw it straight into cyber chaos. Allow us to introduce ourselves. My name is Boners Forever for 2069. And my name is Jeremy. And we are Anonymous! Internet cyber hooligans. Deep web deviants. Netscape navigators. Anonymous. So everybody strap in, log on, and throw down your ASL because we're about to cyber. That's right, cybersecurity has been a major concern this year. Emails, cyber hacked. Documents, cyber leaked. Websites, cyber DDoSed. Donald Trump, cyber, cyber. Uh, actually, his, his fuck ups were kind of analog, I would yeah, say. Yeah, that was totally on him and yeah. pretty old school. Like, very old, outdated. Yeah. Our friends at WikiLeaks brought down Hillary Clinton with easily the sixth 
biggest news story of the week. And if it weren't for all those creepy clowns, they would have been fifth. Julian Assange, living in a safe house in an Ecuadorian consulate, had his internet access severed by Ecuador, either as a punishment for trying to interfere with the U.S. election or because he's pulling a C-plus in algebra and put a dent in his mom's Jetta. Come on, Julian. Julian, we're not mad. We're just disappointed. And last Friday, a massive DDoS attack brought the internet to its knees. Affecting major important websites like the New York Times, Twitter, and uh, Pinterest. Yes, what will you do without your spring wedding inspiration boards now, sheeple? How will you be able to make catty gown judgments on mermaid cuts versus A-lines? How will you choose the right kind of decorative cabbage with which to arrange your tasteful centerpieces? Welcome to the 21st century, where your enemies are faceless, crimes are encrypted, cabbage is flowers for some fucking reason, and every online mischief maker is anonymous! Last Friday's massive DDoS attack was especially noteworthy because it targeted DNS servers instead of individual websites, most likely using an IoT botnet to bypass security firewalls. And if this all sounds like a bunch of confusing techno jargon to you, Suck my e-hog, that's the point! Cool cyber hackers like us victimize the tech illiterate like foreign language films victimize the actually illiterate. Now, 20 years ago, being tech illiterate meant you were skeptical that Encarta 95 could replace your almanacs. But now we've got a whole new class of sheeple, those who are tech illiterate but Snapchat savvy. They know it's funny when that senator says the internet is a series of two but they don't quite know why it's wrong. And that makes them very vulnerable. To understand why, first you'll need to understand how a DDoS attack works. It stands for Distributed Denial of Service, which... Oh, jeez, how do we... God, how do we explain this to sheeple? Oh, just imagine you're a sheep sheeple. And let's say your sheeple are out in the field chewing on grass and ignoring the vast global conspiracy beneath your very feet. You decide you're done being an unwitting cog in the capitalist machine for the day, so you want to head back to your barn. That barn is the website you're trying to go to. So imagine Twitter or Pornhub. There's so many barns, beautiful barns. You could have a wedding at one of these barns and put it on your fucking Pinterest barn. On one of those barns, at least. Definitely the Pornhub barn. Hmm. But how do you know which barn is the one you want? That's where the shepherd comes in. Oh, indeed. The shepherd is the DNS server, a record keeper of all the addresses of all the different barns. He takes your request and sends you to the corresponding barn. But what if a cool cyber hacker wanted to shut this whole system down? Well, one way to do it would be to flood the shepherd with dummy requests so he can't handle all the traffic. It's impossible for him to tell the difference between the real sheep and the fake sheep. 
Now, this used to be very effective. Your average sheeple has the intelligence of a Casio watch, so it was easy to make dummy requests look real. But then the shepherds bailed your asses out and got way better at detecting the fake requests, and then mercilessly slaughtered the fake requests. Slaughter them! Slaughter! Yummy. And then the real sheeple were able to get back to their Pornhub barn and crank it into the night. Crisis averted. Or so we thought. It was easy to detect if an attack was coming from one fake sheeple. But what if you infected tens of millions of real sheeple with a virus that would make them all launch attacks at the same time? And what if every one of those sheeple had dozens of internet-connected gadgets in their house with absolutely zero virus protection? This attack was possible thanks to a giant network of smart devices that were infected with the same virus. And we're not talking just phones. We're talking cameras, home routers. We're talking baby monitors. Refrigerators, Wi-Fi enabled happy forks. Microwaves that tweet while you reheat. Welcome to 2016 where you can be betrayed by your toaster. What's worse, no one knows who orchestrated this attack. Or why? It could be the Russians. It could be the U.S. government. It could be Poodle Corp, which is a real hacking group that looks increasingly likely to be the culprit. Or, you know, like any other hacking group. Puggle LLC. Yorkie Poo and Associates. SC Corgi, a family company. The point is, the internet is a fragile tower of cards. And all the sheeple softly sleeping in its penthouse are in for a rude awakening. Because these attacks have a real financial impact. Estimates say affected companies could lose hundreds of millions of dollars. After all, you can't spend all of the 90s boasting about an information superhighway without expecting a few carjackings. Now, if you excuse us, we need to get back to cranking our hogs to Mr. Robot. Oh my god, it's oh. so accurate. That's what hacking is really like, except for the action. And intrigue. And stakes, and beautiful Hollywood celebrities, and meaningful human relationships. Yeah, basically, they say Linux a few times, and we cream our genes like mad. Anonymous! We now turn our attention to the votes that are more vote than your vote, the swing states. This week, Ohio. After Donald Trump spent the past week undermining democracy in the name of democracy, vote rigging has been front and center on every voter's mind. Ohio's Secretary of State John Husted, himself a Trump supporter, responded by calling Trump's fear of rigged voting irresponsible and urged voters to have faith in the system. We are joined by our news correspondent, Addison Boucher, whose voice was deemed too silly for NPR, which is really saying something. They told me my mouth produced too much spit for their microphones to handle. All right. On a recent visit to Ohio, Republican vice presidential nominee Mike Pence urged citizens to become poll watchers in a respectful way to ensure the integrity of the vote. Addison traveled to Youngstown, Ohio, where we found one woman who's already taken up Pence's call to watch the polls. We walk into a dive bar called Joe's. 
an aging brick building with a red neon sign above the entrance, simply reading, Live Nudes. Joe sits just outside Youngstown in Clark County, a key battleground in this election. Historically a Democratic district, the large population of unemployed blue-collar workers might be swayed by Trump's promise to protect American jobs. Once inside, the light is dim and it's difficult to see. The air is dusty, just like the people, especially the guy at the jukebox named Dustin. There's three people here, but at closer inspection, actually it's only two. The third turns out to be an upside-down mop leaned against a bar. Oh, nope, never mind, that's a person. So count, the count is now back up to three. Okay, well, we shuffle to the back of the bar and find a woman shining a stripper pole. I'll slit your tank. Hi, Martha. Who the hell are you? I'm Addison Boucher, the reporter you spoke with on the phone. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're going to make me a Kardashian. I told Martha I was recording this for a reality show like Meet the Kardashians in order to get her to agree to an interview. So I'm here to talk to you about being a pole watcher. Martha takes a long, hard look at me. It's clear that one of her eyes is not real. I reach out to touch it. Get your mitts off of me. Marfa turns her back to me and dunks her dirty, dirty rag into a bucket of soapy, soapy water and continues to wash what's maybe blood off of this stripper pole. Yep, I'm a pole washer. All sorts of stuff gets on these things. I've been washing poles since I was 15. Marfa, are you concerned with pole security? Ohio's has some of the sturdiest poles in the country. Poles as thick as the calluses on our gals' pussies. Ah, locker room talk. A chilling reminder of society's ills and my changing body. But I do gotta say, used to be stronger. Started using these overseas poles back a few decades ago and ain't been the same since. Are you worried about losing your job to people overseas? Nope. This job can't be outsourced. You gotta get right up close and personal with these poles every night. Gummy holes make gummy poles. Interesting. And gross. And also, free trade, but mostly gross. If you don't mind me asking, Marfa, who are you planning to vote for in the upcoming presidential election? Look, I don't know what's going to cause the next erection, but Poo Poo Lily must have been in here last night, because right now I'm wet back in a serious dump. Another Trump supporter. Ohio has often tended to be blue, just like my balls right now. <laughs> JK, 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 JK. I've got ovaries for days, because most of it's cysts. But with many jobs lost during the Great Recession, out-of-work and underemployed workers are being enticed like a sad man is lured by a lap dance by Trump's anti-free trade message. Well, thank you, Marsha. One last question. Do you feel that there is still a chance for liberty and justice in this country? Well, I don't know about justice, but liberty's in the dressing room getting bejazzled right now. What beautiful imagery. Despite her blatant mistrust for the justice system, Marfa speaks poetically of Lady Liberty. I go to the back. That must be where the voting is taking place. And sure enough, I find a polling booth. It's labeled VIP. A man mocks out with his slacks on backwards. Excuse me, have you seen any of the candidates campaigning around your state? If you mean the owner, then yeah, that's me. I'm Gary. I gotta get back to the bar. I walk to the bar with Gary. There is a jar with three olives in it sitting on the bar. Nope, that's two olives in Marfa's disembodied eyeball. Nope, just ate it. That was an olive. We're back up to three olives, except no, I ate it, so the count is back down to two. Oh, I can't believe it. 
Gary the bartender with salt and pepper hair and the crispy skin of someone who likes hiking but needs to pay the bills by tending bar and also he's the owner of a strip club wearing a name tag that says, sure enough, Gary Johnson. Hello, Mr. Johnson. What a surprise to find you here. Well, this is excellent. I'm not that Gary Johnson. Are you having an Aleppo moment? I spanked myself. Good job. I'm the best around. Nothing's ever going to keep me down. I'm having a what the hell are you doing in my strip club moment. If you do this interview, I will make you into a Kardashian. Oh, really? I love that show. Works every time. Excellent. Can I ask, what do you think is the likelihood of a rigged election? What do you mean rigged election? You know, like people voting multiple times by using dead voters who are still registered. What? No, nobody's dead. Uh, nobody killed anybody here and uh, dumped their body in the drainage ditch out back at, uh, maybe using their identity to throw in an extra vote or two for the mayor of this town because our current mayor is trying to take away our liquor license. Now, uh, are you, are you going to buy something? This reminds me. I have no money, so I run like a bat out of hell out of the back door and end up standing next to a drainage ditch. Inside is a dead man. A real live dead voter. I have found the perfect interview. Excuse me, sir. Do you feel that the upcoming election stands the risk of being rigged? He does not answer. I run inside to tell Marfa. This is something that seems a poll watcher would want to be aware of. But when I get inside, the police are already there, arresting Gary Johnson. Lady Liberty is on stage, gumming up the poll with her justice. So it seems the poll watching is already working. Whether or not you decide to watch polls on the election day, I just want everyone to know, I can play the Marketplace theme song on Mouth Trumpet. <laughs> Wow. Thank you for that report, Addison. Uh, did you learn anything about the upcoming elections in Ohio? I did not. Well, what about the strict voter ID laws that Ohio has? Boring. Or how they tried to automatically unregister voters who skipped an election or two? I automatically unregistered interest. Fine. How about the Koch brothers funding attack ads against Democratic candidate Ted Strickland? Gross. People who've lost their manufacturing jobs, switching from voting Democrat to Republican? Look, can I just suck Carl Castle's dick now, please? Christ. Ugh. This has been the Koch Brothers Mystery Show. That's it for this week's Koch Brothers glaring absence from the election special. Tune in next time for brand new stories and hot new swing states. The Koch Brothers Mystery Show is created by Gary Pascal and Brad Einstein with writers Shannon Knoll, Tom Fell, Sean Sullivan, Libby Schreiner, Charles Pettit, and edited by Chris Yearwood with special guest narrator Edward Champion. Have a story you want to hear us cover? Hit us up on Twitter at Coke Brothers Mystery and let us know. And as always, rate us five stars on iTunes, leave a review, and direct all complaints to Edward Champion, guest narrator. Just kidding, you uh, don't have to read that, Ed. <laughs>
wouldn't it be silly if you read that out loud and we forgot to catch it before we posted the episode since it's all the way at the end. Oh shit, are you saying this whole part? Galloping Penis Brigade. Okay, I'm bored. Coke Brothers, away!